Hey, I'm Raz, and this is Once Upon a Roll. Each episode, I bring on a guest and play a one-on-one -on -one session of D&D 5th Edition in the land of Cortia, a homebrew setting that I've been using for the past year and a half. The ultimate goal of this show is to fill up my world with more stories by getting help from other creative minds. Each episode will take place at different times and different places across Cortia in order to better flesh out the setting. So if you missed an earlier episode, feel free to go back and check it out, but you won't be completely lost if you, hasn't, uh, if you haven't, as this is a new story. Uh, anyway, I'd like to welcome my guest this episode. Uh, he is my favorite and only brother. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? doing pretty well so the question i always ask to my guests uh is have you ever played dungeons and dragons before uh yes i i have i've been playing DD for about 10 years i think i actually was the one who introduced you to it you introduced me to it back when 5e was not out yep. we played 3-5 and i played a bard and it was horrible like <laughs> bards were so bad then they were really no good uh but now they're the best. So I think I house-ruled some stuff to make it okay. I don't remember. But I do remember I was a bard named Raz, so yeah. the creativity there was low. Uh, it's just well, what I named all my characters, I guess. I was looking through old character sheets, and by old, I mean not that old, somewhere from this year. And I've played three different characters named Slim Pickens. So. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, names out there, sometimes they're just Slim Pickens. Have you ever played a DD session just with you and a dm i mean i know you typically dm yeah uh i've not and so you've never dm just one player either no i haven't i've done i've done you know segments of games where i've sent players out of the room or i've gone away with a player but it's never been more than 10 minutes sure well uh I, i'm excited to see what you think of the style yeah so we will get into this episode yeah The kingdom of Cortia has thrived for over a thousand years. In that time, it's endured war against powerful enemies, outlasted deadly feuds between its lords, and fought against evil both of this plane and others. However, during the most recent festival of the autumn sun, the sage's ritual revealed a nearly forgotten omen, the sign of Black Sun, a symbol only seen once before and it almost led to the destruction of Cortia. Panicked, the common folk in the capital city rioted and when the dust settled, the king was dead, and his two children had disappeared in the night. The lord of the city of Edgewood, Tom Dunn, restored peace to the capital, and with no heirs of the king anywhere to be seen, he decided to sit the throne and take the position of Lord Regent. Weeks have passed since the festival, and word has spread that a group of bandits kidnapped the princess. You first headed to Cortia with the hopes of finding a worthy cause to support, and saving a princess seemed to be as good one as any. You've been scouring the western reaches of Cortia looking for any sort of lead, and finally you found one. Rumor has it that she was spotted in South Farif not too long ago. So, you headed north. You walk through the mountain pass toward the famed Stormgate. You've heard quite a bit about its grandeur, most of which you've probably chalked up to exaggeration, but as you crest the small hill and the gate comes into view, you see that it wasn't. The mountain pass extends out a ways, maybe a mile or so, the gigantic wall reaches from one side of the mountain to the other. It stands about a hundred feet tall, and it blocks the view of most of the city from where you stand. A few hundred feet away from the actual entrance to the city, you see a handful of large tents with a crest of a swirling tree on each of them. You recognize this crest as the crest of Edgewood, 
It seems like a group of soldiers uh, are around the camp. While you don't know much about South Farif, you do know it is the only city in Cortia that is not ruled by humans. Gorsteg Stormen, a dwarf, is the current lord, and his family has ruled the city for thousands of years. As you approach the gate, you see two dwarf guards standing alongside of it. What's your name and business in South Farif? I'm uh, Felix Loire, traveling through, looking for work. So as you stand there, can you describe to me what these dwarves are seeing? Yeah, so uh, Felix is uh, hes big, but not huge. Uh, maybe six foot one, 220. Uh, he's got uh, olive skin, sort of southern, like from south of France or Spain. Uh, looking uh, completely bald, except he's got long sideburns framing a narrow face and a nasty scar across his left eye. Uh, he's fully armored in matte black plate mail that's uh, covered with dings and dents and uh, signs of years, if not decades, of hard use. Uh, he's older looking, probably in his mid-50s. One of the dwarves looks you up and down. You a soldier? Was once. And you say you're looking for work. Maybe. Trying to put that life behind me, though. They look between each other. All right. Welcome to South Farif. The gate starts to open slowly, and you see these giant doors moving inward. And eventually they crest open, and you can see the city in front of you. Felix heads on through, sort of looking around nervously. His excuses there weren't too compelling, and he's kind of surprised it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely fair enough. You walk down the streets, and you notice... In this area, a lot of homes that all look the same. There also seems to be a fair amount of what you immediately recognize as, as barracks. Okay. You get the feeling, just given your history around this sort of lifestyle, that this, this district you're in is most likely for members of South Farif's military and, and their families. Sure. Uh, so, so I have a question about, mm -hmm. I guess, Cortia in the last couple decades, mm -hmm. which is, so Felix is uh, Brandian and a member of the Black Company, and has fought in a lot of wars and stuff. Has Cortia been pretty peaceful? Uh, as far as, like, international affairs? Well, like, would would um, Felix have spent any time in Cortia doing work? Maybe a bit on the borders. Okay. But probably a not, not a lot uh, okay. in the heart of it. So you've never really been, you haven't been to South Farif sure. in, in before, but some of the more Southern cities you, you've probably been near. Okay. And then just to confirm, I understand the geography. It's like built in a mountain pass as you're coming up from the South. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. So as you look around this area, you see a few markets for food, a handful of blacksmith shops. And most of the people you see are walking around dressed in uniform. It doesn't seem like it's bustling. Sure. With activity, but but for what it is. You also notice that just looking out, you are the tallest person okay. on any given street. Is that is that because they're all dwarves or That is because even... they are all dwarves. Okay. Uh, anytime like at least in this district, you're really only seeing dwarves. Okay. What were what were the rumors I heard? Just that they were spotted near here? You heard they were spotted. Okay. In South Farif. Like in the city? In the city. Okay. As you look around, you also just see cliffs hanging over parts of the city and, and many building and many buildings built like into the cliffside itself. It just seems like a cliff dwelling. And you've seen cliff dwellings before, but never one like so massive. Mm -hmm. uh, above you you see a few airships that float on docks built on the cliffs. Okay. 
Uh, in the far, far distance, as you're walking down the city streets, you see a giant keep built into the mountain. You get the sense most of it's probably underground. Sure. But even even the parts sticking out are huge. Yeah, yeah. And they're hard to make out from here, but alongside the keep, you see two statues of humanoid-looking figures. Uh, one stands a fair bit taller than the other. Can't really see what they are from this distance, but... I'll go check them out. So that's like a long, lo- far, far oh. off, just so you know. Like miles? At, probably at least, yeah. yeah. Okay. But they're well, that massive that you can see them, but not necessarily get the details. Okay. Um, so I think I think sort of my first uh, order of business is I'm looking for somewhere to stay. Uh, and then I'm going to sort of head out looking for, looking for information. Probably I'm looking for to start off something near this military district. So are you just keeping an eye out for any sort of tavern or... Yeah, looking looking for a likely looking in. Um, roll and investigation check. Yeah, okay. It's definitely not something I have any points in. Good. Oh, you know, okay. That's a, that's a nine. So. <laughs> As you're looking around this area, you really aren't seeing any sort of in. There are a few taverns, but they really, as you like, poke your head in them, they just seem like bar rooms. Yeah. Okay. So I, I probably this uh, everyone who spends time in this district are all living in the barracks. That's the sense you get, either barracks or homes provided. Yeah. So I'll I'll head uh, head north, I guess, and to try to find a more commercial district. You go north for a little while, just down the road, and you do see it starts to transition away from these of identical houses and more into a sprawling town area you see signs posted uh, one pointing back the way you went that says the storm and one pointing forward that says the rain okay and you just get you'd imagine that these are just how the districts are named yeah, yeah as you walk around the rain you you certainly see a lot more hustle and bustle it seems like people are out and about. There are street vendors. You're starting to see more inns around, more more kinds of different types of shops, more souvenir shops, things other than blacksmiths. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too picky, so I'm sort of going to set up at the first likely looking in I see. Basically, my plan is to just sort of get a home base set up and then head back out. So the first one you would see is the quaint hazelnut. Yeah, the quaint hazel. Hazelnut. Okay. Yeah, I'll check that out. You head in. You see in the in the tavern, uh, a dwarven woman is working behind the bar, wiping it down as they do. Is she is she big? What do you mean? Like you never trust a skinny innkeep. Uh, you know she she's healthy sized. Uh, she she seems like she eats enough. It's like you never trust a barber with a good haircut. I've never heard that one. Well, because it means they don't trust themselves to cut their own hair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, she she seems to do well for herself. You see it in here uh, is the first human you, you've seen since entering the city, just sitting at a table across from a half-orc. Well, I think I'm going to go uh, check in for a room, and then I'm going to introduce myself to those guys. The one walking working behind the bar says, oh, yeah, uh, you want a room? Yeah, yes, please. That's, uh, what was the voice I'm doing for this? <clears throat> yes, please. There you go. 
that'll be three gold for the night. Yeah, I, I give her the three gold. Uh, that's just for one night? Uh, yeah, yeah, for one night. Uh, food's included. Dinner and breakfast. Great. What's your, uh, what's your house specialty? Well, pretty much just sausage. Sausage for breakfast, sausage for dinner. Got a lot of different types of mustards. That's our big seller. Everybody loves mustard. People here do. I go, uh, sort of drop my pack off in my room, which has all my non-magical stuff in it. My magical stuff I'm not leaving in my room. Sure, naturally. Uh, which I guess is kind of obnoxious because it means I need to carry around a fucking halberd everywhere. So I, I have a question, which is at the uh, at the um, taverns back in the soldier district, were people wearing armor? Like, would it be weird if I showed up in my armor? Uh, yeah, people were wearing armor. Okay. Great, then I will keep wearing my armor. Okay. So I, I go down and uh, plop myself down at the... Uh, the table downstairs and uh, introduce myself. I'm Felix. Uh, mind if I join you? Uh, the human gives you like a side eye. What uh, what brings you fellas to town? Just uh, traveling across court, yeah? Find a nice place to see. South Ferris seemed like a good one. You ever been here before? Few times, few times. I was uh, checking out a bunch of the taverns down south and I, I, don't, I don't mean to get racist about things, but... Uh... You have any idea where I can find a place to drink with a bit taller of a clientele? Roll a perception check. <laughs> perception? Perception. Oh, God. <laughs> I have good perception, but nothing ever good has come of being asked to roll a perception check. <laughs> oh, well, okay, that's a 14. As you sit down, you saw the dwarven woman working behind the uh, bar kind of start to prepare a little meal and drink for you. Yeah. And as soon as you say that out loud, you see her take the glass, kind of put it below. You hear a... (sighs) And then a few moments later, she uh, brings it over and sets it in front of you. I drink it down. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it tastes like spit. (laughs) I down the whole thing while making eye contact. (laughs) Yeah. And then sort of raise the glass to her. She gives a little <laughs> and walks away. I look at the half orc and I say, that was probably fair. He's just laughing. He witnessed the whole thing. <laughs> the name's Ulrich. It's a pleasure. I shake his hand. Uh, how like are these are these hard looking guys? These look like adventurers. They look like they've been through some things, you know, a few a few scars. What are what are they wearing? The. The half-orc is just kind of wearing typical, like, day-out clothes. Nothing too fancy, but okay. not armor. That's because barbarians don't need to wear armor, right? It's possible. Uh, the human the human is wearing uh, leathers. Okay. This is my buddy Alan over here. I raise my glass to him. He gives you a little nod. So I want to, you know, go around sort of asking people for information. Though I think I've sort of made enough of a scene here that this might not be the best place. Uh, have I heard any sort of interesting rumors or stories while I was on the road? Rumors or stories about what specifically? Uh, about literally anything. You heard different things about there being vampires in the area. Okay. This isn't this isn't going to change what I do. It's just sort of uh, if I can avoid making a deception roll with what I'm about to do. Sure, sure. You, you've heard things about vampires being in the area. In general, too, you've also seen that soldiers of 
Pinst, which is a city-state further south, that uh, they've been kind of building up fortifications along uh, one of their major roads, kind of directed towards Edgewood and the Duns, kind of making a sort of blockade. I ask for another drink. Uh, and then say, you uh, hear anything good on the road? Uh, I heard there were a bunch of vampires not too far around here that were attacking people. A drink is brought over for you. It doesn't seem like she's spatting it this time. Okay. Uh, Ulrich nods. Vampires. Sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Who told you that? Some bard? <clears throat> Probably something like that. I can't remember exactly. I've been drinking a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, stories on the road. Alan, you hear anything? Alan gives a little shrug. I hear uh, Pinces uh, setting up barricades. Looks like they're maybe uh, not as excited about the uh, new regent as everyone else's. Well, I imagine there'd be a lot of that. I hear uh, Tom Dunn's brothers in the city trying to make agreements with Lord Gorstag. In this city? In this city. Trying to get Gorstag to bend a knee to his brother. Had I known that Gorstag hadn't already, or...? No, you would not know that. Huh. Thought he had already. Is that what all the uh, Edgewood banners I saw were about? Most likely. They've been outside the city for about a week now. What? What is the Edgewood banner? It's a tree. Okay. With kind of like a swirled base, and the branches go out and are swirled as well. Okay. Oh, right. I forgot to... So, okay. What I think should be happening with the princess is that, like, she should be in Corchia as queen with a regent. Like, that's the, like, what's supposed to be happening. Uh, probably. Okay. Or her brother's supposed to be king, and they're supposed to be a regent. Probably. Okay. Um, and that's all I know. Mm -hmm. Okay. The regent's brother's in town. At some point, I'm just going to need to start asking people about the bandit thing, but I'm... But Felix is nervous that that's going to, you know, get him killed. Or at least, uh, I don't know, seems like... Uh... Actually, I don't know, maybe it's not that dangerous of a question to be asking around. So he's just going to drain another half of his uh, drink. Uh, <clears throat> I heard some rumors that the uh, that the princess was spotted around here, getting dragged around by bandits. You hear anything about that? Ark looks at you. Here, here in South Fair, if they said that? That's what someone told me. It's possible. I haven't heard anything like that. I mean, there's a group that's wanted for kidnapping her. Have I seen wanted posters? Uh, around the city so far? Yeah, or just in general? Um, in general, no. You were kind of between big cities. Okay. When, like, the news came out. So you had heard enough of, oh, it sounds like people kidnapped her. But, yeah. but you hadn't really seen one. As far as wanted posters, no. You did not see any in the military district. And you didn't really walk around. Okay the rain that much he does unfold uh, a piece of paper from his pocket and slides it over and you see the pictures of six different people one's a half elf one's a genasi one's a dragonborn a human another half elf and a tiefling and like like they you know just sort of profiling them a bit looks like they probably form a balanced class distribution you, you could assume that <laughs> i i look at it and i'm like Looked like they probably got a wizard with them. These aren't just run-of-the-mill bandits. Yeah, I wouldn't know about that, but bandits are bandits. Does it have anything about uh, last seen or... They were last seen in pits. And that's what... Uh... It, it's probably like 200 miles away. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to get anything more from these guys. 
Did I, I? I never got an answer to them about where humans hang out. Just uh, spit in my drink. Yeah, they they did not really answer your question. Yeah, I think they were nervous about getting spit in their drinks as well. I mean, you know, Felix Felix doesn't have any problem with with dwarves. He just, you know, if all the dwarves here are soldiers or whatever, or I don't know, if like, like it'd be nice to find some non-soldier adventuring sorts, right? Because uh, they're the ones who are likely to know stuff. Though, actually, I just realized something. I'm like, hey, wait, Ulrich, you just been carrying this around? Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of gold involved. If I ever do see one, it could be a good payday. I sort of lean in. Wait, okay. This is where I get to make an insight check, I guess, first. I'm going to make an insight check. Okay. Uh, I think he knows a lot more than he's telling me. Okay, that's a 16. Oh, yeah, he's full of shit. Okay. So I'm going a, I'm to a lean in. I'm going to look, look. I'm no you know, bard or uh, storyteller or anything, but I know when someone's spinning me a, <clears throat> I know when someone's spinning me a pack full of bullshit. Spent long enough in the, the core to know that. So why don't uh, you tell me what you're, what you're really up to? And I, I get like two inches from his face. I'm going to make an intimidate roll. All right. Okay. That's, you know, not, not great. So that's a uh, 11. I'm going to switch D20s. <laughs> Smart. Uh, Arik looks you in the eye. And he stands up. And you're obviously sitting, so he's towering over you. Yeah. He does seem taller than you in general. Okay. Alan, I think it's about time we left. The human nods. Half-orcs, half-orcs respect strength, right? Are you saying that out loud? <laughs> I don't know. No, no. What I do out loud is I, is I stand up and I headbutt him. <laughs> you headbutt him? Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Roll the hit. <laughs> yeah. That's a terrible idea. Ah, 22. That'll hit. Roll, uh... I think that just does one damage. Okay, wait. Like, one plus my strength modifier? One plus your strength. I don't know. Have you ever been headbutted? I think. It hurts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't been headbutted, no. but I imagine it hurts. Yeah. Okay, so I stand up and I headbutt him. Okay. Uh, and your strength is four, so five points of damage? Yeah, you headbutt him. He holds his... Oh! Ow! My nose! Does it does it look like he takes half damage from all bludging non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage? Uh, not at this point. Okay. Because <laughs> he's not raging. <laughs> it's weird how that works. All right, roll for initiative. Ah. Uh, okay, that's uh, 11 because I rolled a 12. Okay. Alan gets to ask, act first. Oh, that's very bad, actually. <laughs> you hear a sword get drawn from uh, a sheath. And you feel swing coming from behind you. Does a 22 hit? Yeah, 22 hits, yeah. Okay. You take seven points of damage? Yeah, okay. Uh, four points of damage. Because I take three fewer damage. Oh, wait, is this magic? Uh, this is not magic. Okay, I take four points of damage. You take three fewer from non-magic From all non-magic slashing, piercing, bludgeoning. Very nice, very nice. Uh, and now Ulrich is up. Okay. He does not have a weapon by his side and he is going to spend a key point oh. to use flurry of blows on you good that's a natural 20 i'm sorry <laughs> yeah this counts as magic right yes yeah. key infused blows it's possible i made a mistake <laughs> i was hoping that he would he would respect my strength 15 points of damage yeah, okay another i'm sorry uh, another natural 20 that was way lower, though. Uh, I rolled on the first one. I rolled a six and doubled the die. The second one was a one, so five points of damage. Does a twelve hit you? No. Does a fourteen hit you? No. Okay, so the last two miss. 
Uh, I need you to make a dex saving throw. A dex saving throw? Yeah. Uh, 16. Uh, that'll be enough to save, yeah. So you feel like the second hit comes and you feel like you're about to be knocked over, but you're able to oh, okay. uh, put your feet into the ground and, and stay up. That's part of the flurry of blows. Yeah. You are up. Okay. This is a bad plan. We're gonna we're gonna go with this, which is that Felix just bursts out laughing, grabs uh, his half full pint of ale, and downs the rest of it without uh, drawing his weapon. Okay. Yeah. A- Alan and Ulrich do not seem affected by that. However, the dwarven woman <laughs> behind the bar, as they both kind of go back to strike again, she has like, "Leave him be." You get the hell out of my bar. You starting fights in here? That's not all right. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go take my stuff and leave. <laughs> yeah. Her words seem to convince Ulrich and Alan not to uh, beat the shit out of you. <laughs> You're able to walk upstairs. You get a lot of fucking people just looking you down, especially Ulrich and Alan as, as you're walking out. I'm going to take a short rest. <laughs> So do you just like go to an alley? Yeah. And sit down. No, I go I go find I go like across the street to the inn there or whatever. Okay. Yeah, you sit down. Do you order a drink? Yeah. Okay. You sit down, get a drink, sit and start resting. So that can be your short rest. Yeah, and I'm gonna spend three hit dice. <laughs> ah fuck. I rolled I rolled real well, which is a good thing, except could have spent two hit dice. So sometime during your short rest, a dwarven man walks into the tavern. He has an, a red beard that pretty much goes down to his feet. Shaggy red hair. It's hard to like even see his eyes. He's just so hairy. And, and he walks up to you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and then pulls a seat over, orders a drink. Okay, I was... Okay, not the police. No, no, certainly not the police. He's too shaggy uh, to be any sort of authority figure. I saw what you did over there. <laughs> Some good stuff. Ah, oh, fuck. Do I need to run out of here too? Nah, nah, nah. You do seem strong like you can take a bit of a hit though. Yeah, I'm uh, basically good as new right now. Just needed to hmm. drink it off. I overheard a little bit of uh, what you were talking about in there. Looking for information on the princess. Yeah. Well, I just so happen uh, to have a little information on the princess, and I'd give it to you for a bit of a favor. What's the favor? Well, I was hoping you'd agree to it first. You can tell uh, at this point, he's very clearly drunk. Okay. I look him up and down and say, what's your name? Amiel. Amiel Borel. Well, Amiel, I'll tell you what. I'm Felix Lois, and uh, I do what I say I will, and I get the job done. But I'm not going to agree to do something that I don't know what it is. Because like I said, I do what I say. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Look, I need to make a little uh, bit of coin. I saw you back there. Looks like you can take a hit. Uh, have you heard of uh, the thunder? Uh, have I heard of the thunder? Roll a history check. Oh, fuck, I got... Uh, what's the stat for that? That's intelligence? I- intelligence, Okay, yeah. well, I got proficiency history. But I rolled a three. So that's a, that's a seven. <laughs> you have heard of it. You don't know a ton about it uh you've you've heard just in your time with other soldiers people talking about the thunder just as one of kind of the premier fighting arenas okay what about it well i've been looking to place some bets on a good fighter a sure thing and i watched you take some 
serious ass hits and look perfectly fine. I'd like you to enter and I'd uh, like to make some money with you. Yeah, so Felix knows that this is uh, this is pretty harebrained, but also he sort of pissed away all of his previous leads, and he's a couple beers in. So he looks at the guy and says, yeah, why the hell not? Yeah, Emil looks shocked for a second <laughs> as you agreed to it so easily. He's like, um, are you, are you good to start now? Yeah. Nice. I'll take you in. There is an entrance fee. 20 gold. You got that? I give him a look. Roll intimidation. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so that's a that's a six. So do you got it or? <laughs> yeah, I got it. All right. Um, well, let's finish our drinks, get another drink, and then head on out. I look at him and I say, "You don't have money to pay for the drinks, do you?" Not a cent. No. <laughs> yeah, I buy him a drink. We head out. <laughs> Oh, wait, I, I'm going to make an insight check on this motherfucker, though. Okay. Okay, like, 24. This guy's like a Weasley little piece of shit, right? It's certainly a Weasley. Uh, is, there, um, is there any chance that he's not just bullshitting me? You get the sense from the way he's talking and the way he is, and, and that he approached you, a complete stranger, <laughs> to fight for him. He is probably in some dire need. Yeah. Of money, like he is pushed up against the wall and, and is kind of trying to throw a hail mary pass at, at whatever opportunity he sees. You get the sense that maybe just the kind of person he is, he might know people who might know something, because <laughs> a lot of times this this folk usually have some sort of connection who who knows information that others aren't privileged to. Okay, I'm gonna lean back down and talk to him for a second. He's a dwarf, right? Yeah. I'm going to say, one more thing. I'll give you a chance to back out of this if you got to. Like you noticed, I'm kind of a scary guy. If you're fucking with me, if you don't have the goods, this isn't going to end well for you. You got it? Roll intimidation. Oh my fucking god. Okay, ten. Of course I got it. Yeah, we'll be fine. I'm going to have to murder this guy. Uh, I'm going to go along with him. <laughs> okay, yeah, you, you guys finish off your drinks. Uh, it, it's three gold, just for... Or two gold, sorry, for essentially four drinks. Yeah, Felix is sort of figuring uh, this guy is probably going to probably gonna screw him, but he can probably sort of work his way up the chain after it. And plus, he hasn't hit anyone in a while. After you guys finish your drink, he wobbly leads you out of the tavern. I think uh, Felix is just sort of happy to have a, have a lead that involves hitting something to let him focus back on his core competencies. You guys head north. For a while, as you're outside in the main streets, in this area, you are starting to see a few more non-dwarfs, a handful of gnomes, a few humans, and then, you know, the occasional rare uh, race, uh, one or two dragonborns, some tieflings, but but still mostly dwarves. Uh, probably the other races stand out so much because you can actually see their faces. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, but yeah, uh, I'm chatting to him up about whatever about beer about the town you know i'm being friendly but yeah he uh and he's chatting back taking the wrong turn a few times like oh shit back this way as you're walking you see a lot more you're starting to see uh some of the wanted posters posted around town okay i'm gonna go grab a copy for myself okay how how dubious is that because i mean i guess like you know in like Assassin's Creed or whatever, tearing down the wanted posters makes them less wanted. 
and the police get mad at you. <laughs> uh, no one seems to be bothered okay. by it. There are enough posted around that, you know, like there are some instances where there's like three right next to each okay. other. Which is probably designed to let bounty hunters grab. Have some people. Yeah, exactly. Um, at, at some point, I uh, sort of interrupt them and ask, so who you owe money to? Roll a persuasion check. At advantage, because he's drunk. Okay. Hey, that's a 15. Duh, the coroner's. Uh, duh, the, the coroner. Uh, he, uh, you know, you know. Okay, now I'm going to roll an intimidation check as I sort of lean in and give him a big toothy grin. Yeah, also make a history check. Okay, so I'll do history first. Ah, woo, 19. Yeah, so he said the corners. This is something you would be familiar with. The corners are pretty much the most notorious crime syndicate in Cortia. They're set up in a handful of major cities, South Farif being one of them. Okay. The Black Company probably has done some work with them. And there's probably been crossover between those two in, in terms of members sure. in the past. Yeah, so I let out a low whistle and then sort of uh, lean in close to him and cough. All right, now you can roll intimidation. Do I have advantage on this or? Uh, yeah, I'll give you advantage. Okay, so that's going to be a 17. <sighs> yeah, I go uh, money to the corners. Ran into a little bad business with him. Thought I had a nice magical item to sell them. Well, I sold them an item that I thought was magical. They thought was magical for a little while. Turns out, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. It wasn't magical. Uh, so, uh, 24 on the insight check. Did he think it was magical? Oh, he, he knew it was not magical. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and it turns out they found out I had already spent the cash, so, you know... Got a little bit on me right now. I'm gonna try to double it, <clears throat> then double it again on these fights. I look at him. You're a dumb fuck. He gives a big grin to you. <laughs> okay, that's all I need from him right now. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, you, yeah, you eventually you make your way north, and eventually you get to this area that seems to be the thunder. What people have been talking about. You see a bunch of different fighting pits that are all kind of built into the ground. So you're still on the street, but you can look down and see arenas. Uh, in one of them, there's a man fighting off two lions. He cuts at one and the other jumps on him and just starts eating his entrails. It's pretty gruesome. You just see all around, there's probably like five or six pits nearby of just different fights and dwarves, humans, all the like, standing around them, looking down, yelling out things, holding money, gambling on the affair. You see a little bit ahead of you is a much bigger arena. This one's a square arena. It does the same thing that's kind of built into the ground and lets people at the street view look down mm -hmm. into it. Emil says, this is the one we're going to. <clears throat> yeah. I look at Emil. What happens if I get killed in there? What do you mean? You die if you get killed. Yeah, okay. What do they do with the bodies? They burn them, bury them? I don't fucking know. You want, do you want me to do something specific with it? Yeah, I want you to hang on to the body and use my sending stone to tell my sister what happened. Okay. Will do. And then hang on to the body. Does do what she to tells you. You got it? Uh, of course. Anyways, I head on down. As you're heading on, he tells you he'll set everything up for you. Uh, and you see him go off to a little desk where there's a few attendants working. 
point you out. You can hear just a few descriptions of you, like the strongest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. You know, take I saw the man take fifty punches to the face. Nothing. Nothing. I I get out my sending stone, uh, and uh, I send a text to my sister, uh, saying like Anna made some bad choices, uh, and about to enter the fighting pits. Uh, heads up, I might need to borrow 500 gold from you. You get a response back. God damn it, Felix. <laughs> well, good luck, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Emil comes back over towards you. He has a little pin that he puts on you. This allows you to be in the fighting pits. We'll go down, we'll get a room. You'll, you know, do some fights, win it, make some money. I'll put you in the tourney, just so you know. What's that mean? It means you win a fight, you move forward, you lose a fight, you're out or you're dead or whatever. You know, typical stuff. I'm gonna really regret using those three hit dice, aren't I? Certainly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're taken to a little room. Emil, like, is trying to give you pep talks, kind of like, goes up to massage your shoulders, but then stops as soon as, <laughs> you know, he, like, sees your armor on. Yeah. Oh, never mind. You didn't think that one through, did you? No, no, sorry. Uh, you think you got this? Yeah, I should be fine. Good, 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 good. Uh, so the first guy you're going against, his name's Bloodlust. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. I look at him like, you know, if you were clever, you'd find someone to take a dive for you. Instead of betting on him to win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna do that, though. Shit. Thanks for that advice, though. Yeah. Thanks for the advice. Appreciate you. Okay. Yeah. Felix is already. Okay. Eventually, an attendant comes through a door. Uh, we're ready for your fight. You ready? No. I head on through. You you walk into a big square arena. It, it seems to be probably like 100 feet by 100 feet. So a fair amount of space. The ground is completely flat and, and sand is all around it. Out the other side, you see a red-skinned tiefling. He has horns that are completely straight and each are about like a foot long. And a thick tail moves and waves in the sand as he walks along. Does he have any weapons? No. Okay. Armor? No. Great. Best news I've heard all day. Have I heard anything about this guy? Like, before this, you're saying? Yeah, or, like, I don't know. When they were announcing it, did they say anything about what, it, what his deal was? No. Okay. Yeah, so at this point, through a door kind of in the middle, like, so you came out one side, he came out the other, on one of the, uh, like, the third side, uh, a man walks forward, and you see him touch his throat, and do, like, a little flick of his hand, seemingly casting a spell, and you hear his voice, boom out uh, and he's looking at a piece of paper mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen it's a pleasure to have you here in the main stage of the thunder and they're like oh yeah the thunder yeah fuck yeah and shit like that a big applause we have one of our favorite returning fighters the strongest monk you will ever see bloodlust uh and a lot a lot of applause for that and we have a newcomer folks his name is felix Leroy! And, uh, there's no real applause for it. I sort of grumble. These two will, uh, 
Fight, maybe to the death, who knows? Enjoy it all, folks. Take in the first round of the Thunder Tournament. And he turns, goes back in. Okay. There's no dinging bell, but as soon as the door closes, Bloodlust seems to kind of move towards you a bit. So here's when we'll roll a nip. Woo, 17. Cool. You will act first. Okay, how far away is he? He is 40 feet away from you. God damn it. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. Uh, I'm going to move to within 20 feet and then ready an action to attack uh, once he's in my range. Okay. I'm, I'm fighting with a halberd. So that's 10 feet? Yeah. Okay. Then he also provokes once he enters my range. So I'm going to get three attacks once he comes in. So why three? Because uh, I get two just because I'm a fighter. And then one because it'll be my reaction. Okay. Yeah. So you ready that action? Yeah. He will run towards you when he gets within 10 feet. You can make your two attacks. So this is at plus eight. So first one's 15. That'll miss. Okay. Second one's 15. And third one's 21. So from 10 feet, you swing twice. He dodges under one and kind of jumps over the other and gets within five feet of you. And he's about to punch and he gives a little grin as he got through your defenses. But then you pull the halberd back and stab it into his leg. Uh, roll for damage. Okay, 12 points of damage. Shit. Okay, he is going to unleash a flurry of blows on you. Nice, he is 19. Uh, so one's a natural 20. Oh. And one is a uh, 21. Oh my god. So the crit does a total of 8 damage. Does is this count as magical? Yeah, it's key infused. Okay. And the not crit actually does more damage. 9 damage. His other two hits, a natural 19 and a natural 18. So those are both going to hit you for damage on these. That's 8 damage, 7 damage. Okay. He is now within 5 feet of you, uh, and you are up. So I'm just going to try to fuck him up. Okay, so I'm attacking. Okay, so 19. That'll hit. Okay. Then I'm going to, I'm gonna let's go big or go home. I'm going to make my second attack with uh, power attack. Uh, so great weapon yeah. master. So minus five. Yeah, so this is probably a bad idea, but... Oh, no, it wasn't. I mean, it was, but it worked out. Uh, that's a uh, 23. That'll hit. So first hit first is... First hit is 1d10 plus five. Ooh, 15. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, and I rolled a one, and so it does 16 damage, the second one. Yeah. <laughs> so you do two just massive strikes, uh, one after the other. The second one, you kind of pull your halberd all the way back and just slam it down onto him, cutting into him. He looks dazed. Um, and then I'm going to hit him with the backside of it. Is that a bonus? Yeah. Uh, does the backside count as magic? <laughs> no. Okay. No, no, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rule him. Okay, that's fair. Okay, 22. That'll hit. That does 1d4 plus 4. Okay, so 6 damage from the backside. All right. Yeah, he's looking rough. Uh, it's really lucky that I got that second hit. Yeah. <laughs> Attacking at plus four is not great. It's not the best. He uh, is going to spend a key point to use patient defense, and then he's going to take two hits at you. First one is 26. Oh, my God. 
Uh, second one's a 14. Okay, so that's one hit. Uh, and that'll do five damage. Okay, so all of my attacks are at disadvantage? Uh, on this one, yeah. Okay, well, let's do it anyways. Okay, so that's a... No, that's an 11. And more garbage. Um, and I'll do the backhand hit for a 15, which I assume misses. 15 misses, yeah. Rolled a nat 20 on the other one. Oh. He is going to, again, use patient defense. God damn it. He's going to keep going to use patient defense and swing at you. Two punches. Ooh. One is 25. The other's are 14. Uh, that'll do six damage. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm bloodied now, as they would say in fourth edition. L looking heavy. Yeah. Okay. God, more patient defense. Yeah, just gonna swing at him. And uh. Okay, it's gonna be another miss. Fifteen. More garbage. Okay, there we go. That's a nineteen. And that's the backhand. Yeah. That'll hit. Okay, so that does eight damage. Okay. He was looking wobbly dodging to the best of his ability but it seemed to be taking all his strength he dodges your first swing dodges the second and then you swing around again with the backhand and just strike him across the head and he falls down to the ground all right does he look like he's got any like shit on him uh i mean he's wearing really just monk robes okay but no like rings on his fingers you don't see any rings okay. on his fingers uh, there's like a quiet from everyone watching because they're familiar with bloodlust they've seen him before they've never seen you and then just uproarious applause for your victory. I raise my halberd up, sort of bow to the crowd, and then walk out without saying anything. I'm going to use my second wind. <laughs> that gets me 11. I come out and I'm like, okay, what next? Amiel's there like slack-jawed, open mouth. You're kind of starting to wonder if he picked you because you have a really nice-looking halberd. <laughs> And was thinking, if this guy dies, I could just sell that thing. Yeah, <laughs> But he seems impressed. So the, the thing is, I was going to say, like, if I die, sell the halberd and use the money to raise me. Uh, but the problem is that no one would do it. And so instead, the instructions are like, ask my sister for help. Yeah. <laughs> Presumably after selling my stuff. Certainly. <laughs> All right. So what's your HP at right now? Uh, 53. Okay, okay. That's respectable. Uh, I, I come back out to, uh, Amiel. I'm like, Amiel, <clears throat> I want this to be clear again. If I get killed in there, my sister's gonna get me raised. And if you, uh, help it along, no one's gonna have to come kill you afterwards. Got it? Roll an intimidation check. <laughs> Do I get advantage on this? Because I'm, like, dripping in monk blood. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you advantage on it. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's uh, still only a 13. Uh, it seems like the words sink in a little more than they had in the past. But he does give you the same... Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. Like, I don't care if you steal my weapon, but I'm getting raised. <laughs> give him a look. Okay, so I should... Uh, how long till the next fight? If you're wondering if it's long enough for a short rest, yes. It is okay, great. long enough for a short <laughs> that's rest. That's exactly what I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... Um, you probably got into town mid-afternoon, got here like by the evening, and that just seems like that's when the fight started. I forgot. Uh, it's okay. I get to add my constitution when I do a short rest, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I maybe should have used fewer, but I got um, so 33 hit points back then. Okay. Which brings back to full. Yeah. 
but I've only got three hit dice left, so I can't do that too many more times. Yeah. So about an hour or so passes. Uh, it seems other fights are going on. Felix is just watching this thinking like, ah, oh, this is going to be the dumbest way I've ever gotten killed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Emil's kind of talking to you about different fighters and, and who you could be a good matchup against. He says, you might be good enough to take on the Masked Madam. Now that'd be a hell of a fight. Just in general, his talks. It seems like the Masked Madam is the reigning champion of uh, the Thunder. What's her deal? You know, Jesus, yeller. She gets mad and just wow, 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 swings that stuff. You know how it goes. What'd she fight with? An axe. Right. You gotta be careful. You gotta. You showed a little bit of mercy on Bloodlust. A lot of people, you know, like to kill the people they fight. <laughs> God knows she does. Sometimes they have to like pull her off the body as she chops them up. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. I'm a professional. I'll kill someone if I got a reason to. But other than that, don't really care. He nods. It seems like uh, they provide wine back here to the contestants and their coaches, and, and it seems like he's been drinking most of it. Uh, and then his slight drunk has gotten to a full-out belligerent. Yeah, I'm not I'm not drinking at all, but I'm chain-smoking cigarettes. Okay. <laughs> um, I turned to him and said, so, what was the item you said you sold, sold him? Uh, you know, it was a ring. I, was, I I thought, you know, granted wishes. That's what I was told. Powerful thing. Turns out, uh, I guess it didn't. Maybe someone used it. Maybe I accidentally used it. Who knows? But, uh, yeah. You know, you're a pretty sad sack of shit. But if this is you after burning a wish, it's even sadder. Oh, God. <laughs> Tell me about it, man. Anyway, you, you ready for this next one? No. I head on out. Yeah. An attendant is there. He ushers you forward. I asked the attendant, who am I fighting this time? Uh, Caleb Dacier, ranger, fights with a bow. If I were you, I'd get as close to him as possible. That's when he's pretty much useless. Felix is about to make some snide comment, and he just sort of smiles and says, thanks for the advice, I'll keep it in mind. Of course, I got you, I got you. Hey, can you uh, tell the guy, announce me as Lucky? Lucky? Like, just Lucky, just that's it? Yeah, Lucky. Old service nickname. Yeah, yeah, I'll uh, talk to Arthur about it. Attendant walks off. Yeah, and, and you walk forward. It, as you walk in, you see on the other side is a half-elf man. He's wearing a blue cloak. He has long brown hair and, and that tif- uh, the typical half-elf smirk yeah. that like lets you know, yes, he knows he's handsome. Does his bow look like it's fucking magic? Uh, roll in, in uh, perception. <sighs> perception check. You're not really close enough to the investigation. Uh, 24. Looks like a longbow. Okay. From... One of the sides that neither of you came in, the same man as before, steps out. He says, ladies and gentlemen, in the next round, we have a great matchup here with Caleb. Dacier! And there's pretty good applause. You know, some roses are thrown out to him. It seems like especially the female audience yeah, yeah. is a fan. And the newcomer who showed his skill against Bloodlust, we have Felix Lucky Leroy! I grumble a bit. The man walks in. Back into uh, the room, and the door closes behind him. Rolling it. Ten. Okay. He acts first. First thing, he is going to move back 20 feet. How far away is he right now? He's 40 feet from you. So now he is 60 total. He's going to pull out an arrow, put in his longbow. You see from this distance, he whispers something, and he shoots it at you. Does. Does a 25 hit? Yeah. 
I feel bad for you because you're rolling like shit in the really early 18s and 19s. Um, so he hits you with an arrow. It does shit for damage. Five damage. Uh, please make a strength save. Yeah, no sweat. 19. Yeah, you feel uh, like vines shoot out around you trying to ensnare you, but you're able to just shrug them off. But is the is the damage that the arrow does magical? Oh no! no. Great. So I take two points of damage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's sixty feet away from me. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna just gonna straight up charge him. Okay. Uh, and then I'm gonna hit him with the backside of my stick because that's a bonus action. Okay. You can do that. Okay. That's gonna be uh, seventeen. That will hit. Okay. I'm gonna fuck this guy up. Uh, it's not even funny how bad I would fuck this guy up if I had one more level, by the way. Yeah. Uh, because I could like reduce his speed to zero when I opportunity attack him or something. Shit. So six points of damage. Okay. He. So you have charged him. You used your bonus. Okay. He is going to kind of run around you. So first within five feet, but then he will have to obviously provoke an attack as he leaves your range. Yep. Um, so he kind of runs around you back to where you, like, sprinted at him towards, like, back your direction of where you originally came. Because mm-hmm. uh, at this point, you're kind of pressed up against his side of the wall. So he's like, shit, <laughs> I gotta get somewhere else yeah. to run. Uh, and he's gonna turn around and cast Spike Growth on the ground. So uh, the radius is 20 feet. It starts around you. So yeah, Spikes grow out of the ground just like brambles coming out of the sand it seems weird okay uh and pretty much 20 feet in all direction directions uh there's spikes that's a good spell yeah he is just outside of it so he's probably really only 20 feet away from you but i get one swing at him you get one swing at him i'm gonna take the swing with uh with power attack okay great way master okay that's gonna miss that's an 11 yep that'll miss uh, so he's 20 feet away from me. And there are spikes all around. Which is difficult terrain. Yep. So movements halved. Uh, except uh, Felix has a ring of free action, mm. uh, which difficult terrain does not cost extra movement. Very nice. Uh, that said, I think I still take damage from going you through. You do still take damage. Which I don't care. I run out of it and around to behind him, which I think okay. I can probably do with 30 feet. So you run to the other side of him, you're yeah. saying, to kind of like block his path. Again. Yeah. Yeah. You can certainly do that. Uh, you have to move. You have to move through twenty foot of bra- feet of bramble to. Yeah, there's just no way around that, right? Yeah. All right. So from that, you take six points of bramble. Okay. Eight points. Oof. Five points. Uh, six points. Okay, so that's twenty-five points. That's not great. But... <laughs> nope. I rolled pretty high. I'm sorry. Uh, and it's all magical, right? Well, it says it takes piercing damage, so I, I think no. Okay. I, I would say, like, it's magic to cast it. But it isn't, like, it isn't, like, made magical. Like, it's not magical no. damage. Okay, so uh, that's... I, w- I will vote no. That's a lot better than I than I get 12 hit points back. So I'm going to just fuck him up. The okay. the other option I had was, like, whipping out my uh, hand axes and throwing them at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the thing is, if I miss, then he's even further away from me next turn. Yeah. Or if I hit him, but he holds concentration. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to fuck him up. Let's go for it. I'll do one with the great weapon and one without. First without. 
Okay, so that's a natural one. Yeah, that'll definitely miss. And then a second natural one. Wow. I have a house rule, by the way, that if you roll three natural ones in a row, you die. <laughs> so Does it you, have to be on the you, same turn? Uh, no, just just three consecutive ones. Fuck. Yeah. Okay, so there's no way around so, it. One in 20 chance. <laughs> One in 20 chance that you just okay. keel over of a, of a heart attack. Okay, back It's never happened. So, <laughs> okay. Okay, that's that's better. That's natural five. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you don't die yeah. uh, immediately. That's all but, I really but, needed, 13. So I think that's going to miss. <laughs> That'll miss, yeah. He's wearing like a chain shirt or something, leather. Yeah, studded leather. Leather. You know what? I'm going to take an action surge. Uh, I'm going to do one with great weapon and one without. Okay. Which I think is like the wrong way to play. Like there should be one that's the right thing to do and then you should do it. But you know, whatever. Yeah. But Felix isn't that bright anyways. Okay, so that's a 12. That'll miss. This is a plus four. 17. That'll hit. Great. And that's got an extra 10 damage. So that's good. Yeah. Okay, so 20 points of damage. Uh, chop him across the face with my halberd. Yeah, uh, you chop across and a big gash is cut into his cheek. Uh, his just beautiful face now is marred. There's some like gas, like, oh no! And the just blood streams down his cheek. That that shit-eating grin is gone. Uh, also, um, constitution save to see whether the thorns stay up. Yeah, that's fair. Not that it probably really matters. Yeah, he loses concentration from the hip. He, uh... He just touches his armor uh, and casts Longstrider on himself. Then he is going to... He's just going to run. Okay. Is he disengaging? No. Okay. Uh, he, he cannot. He used his action to use Longstrider. But he has moved 40 feet away. Like, you know, if if you started on the eastern side and he was on the western, he moves north. So he moves up 40 feet. Uh, yeah. You get a... Okay. So that's going to hit. That's a 27. That'll hit. Should have done a great weapon master. I should have. Okay, so that's uh that's a ten. Okay. So now it is your turn. So he's forty feet away from me. Oh, okay, I get to attack as a bonus action, which is at least get to do so anyways. I I, I run up and I hit him with the backhand of my polearm. Okay, so you dash to yeah. get up to him. Okay. Roll to hit. Okay, that's um fourteen. Uh that'll miss. Okay. He is going to sp- rent to this the wall that you first came out of uh, okay wait 70 feet. so i get a attack of opportunity here yeah okay i fuck him up all right roll the hit okay 17 that'll hit okay 15 damage max damage he starts running away and you just slam him in the back and a uh, gash of blood just fucking pours out of his legs in his back and he falls forward into the sand okay uh, he looks like he's bleeding. He's bleeding pretty bad. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't see any need for anyone to die, so I'm going to just quick go try to, you know, apply some pressure. All right, yeah. As soon as you slash him down, like, there's a mix of cheer and then horror from his adoring fans. It wasn't the face. You already fucked up the face, though, for a bit. Um, but yeah, you go to apply pressure. Make a medicine check. That's wisdom? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a fail. Yeah, you go and just, like, put, uh, eh, we'll go with too much pressure. Like, you're just pushing a little too hard, and the blood's kind of seeping out from the places that you're not pushing on. Uh, eventually, like, some of the medics are running out, and they're like, oh, all right, you, you've done enough, you've done enough, and you're brought back inside of your waiting room. 
I'm going to do a second win. Okay. Okay, so that's uh, 13 points. I come out and I say, that would have been real tough if he, if he could run just a little faster. And he was like, oh, that was intense. I, I, when you were in those spikes, I was like, oh, he's going to go so slow. But then you were like, no, I'm not going to go. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah, Felix uh, holds up his ring, says, the first magic item I ever got. We uh, spent two years uh, serving down in the swamps, trudging through them day in, day out. Saved up uh, all the money I made to buy this ring. Fucking hate swamps. <laughs> swamps are the worst. They're they're terrible. I'm going to make an insight roll. Uh, that's a uh, 25. Is there any chance that this man has ever seen a swamp in his entire life? He just seems to be sane. He thinks that you want to hear this sort of thing. So yeah, you you get the feeling he has not seen a swamp. Can you please, can you please explain to me in your opinion what a swamp is? Uh, you know. I pat him on the back and go light a cigarette. <laughs> I'm going to take another short rest. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best. Uh, though I'm not going to use any hit dice. Okay. Uh, I'm down two hit points. Yeah, not bad. Uh, so yeah, in the room, Emil's talking to you and he says, Yeah, I mean, it's uh, going to be between you and one other guy to, to see who takes on the masked madam. The masked madam? Yeah, the masked madam, you know, the, the champion. She wear a mask? Uh, <laughs> Does she wear? Yeah, she wears a mask. What do you think? Why do they call her a mask, madam? Gosh. How you doing? How much you had to drink? Um, you look over and you see two empty wine bottles. Oh, Christ. Christ doesn't exist in this setting. What are one of the gods? Uh, Sune. Oh, Sune. Yeah, he's going to get us in trouble. You get that sense. Yeah. Who am I fighting next? You know, the guy is, he's a guy, um... What? What? Did you ask a question? Yeah, I did. Uh, I think his name's like Brock or Rocks. What's his deal? You know, he's strong, like uh, other guys, you know. I'm going to take a nap, I think. I'm sure you are. This is without question going to be the dumbest way I've ever gotten killed. One can only hope. Uh, eventually an attendant <laughs> comes out. He, the dude, he doesn't have anything worth like stealing from him, right? No. Not on him. You get the sense that any gold he did have on him, he has bet yeah. on this fight you get the feeling like he's probably normally a piece of shit but with the with the chance of him being killed by a major crime syndicate it's like i might as well live it up like i might as well drink as much as i can if the booze is free right you know felix uh felix is sort of regretting his choices but he's not the one to back out on a plan i asked the attendant hey what's this next one's deal my uh trainer in there is uh on vacation already oh uh goliath oh, fuck. Biggest, biggest man i've ever seen they call him brick mainly because he because he's a brick yeah 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 okay thank you felix heads out he's uh still puffing on the cigarette when he walks out stamps it out and in, in the sand yeah from the other side you see maybe the tallest humanoid you've ever seen in your life like tall even for a goliath tall for a goliath okay. yeah and yeah he walks forward and you see from the other wall the announcers start coming out but the goliath starts waving out to the crowd who seem to just love him it would probably take like four dwarves to make up the size of him <laughs> you know yeah. but but he seems uh where the other two seem to have niche audiences to cheer for them brick seems like everyone everyone likes brick yeah. a fair amount uh am i getting cheers yet you you get a few okay. you, certainly much more than you did the first one uh brick comes out he is 
carrying a great sword behind him. Okay. The the announcer comes out and says, "Ladies, gentlemen, in our semi-final tonight, we have everybody's favorite Brick." He puts his hands up, you know, does the yeah, Brick, motherfucker, you know, and, and cheers out a bit. Versus our newcomer, the one working up the ranks, proving he's stronger than anyone would have ever given him credit for. We have Felix Lucky Leroy. And there's a pretty sizable applause at this point. Uh, nothing of what Brick got. Okay. I think I think that's the point where I snuff out my cigarette when my name gets announced. Okay. And then I raise my halberd up. The announcer goes back inside. Roll for a nit. Okay, that's a nine. He will act first. He bridges the 40 feet between you guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I get an attack of opportunity. Yep. Whew. Nat 20. Nice, 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 nice. What is the... Is... So... Is that just reach that lets you do that? No, it's my polearm master uh, feat. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, nat 20. Roll damage. Okay, so how do you, how do, you do crits? Uh, if you want to roll the dice twice, you can. I usually double for speed, but you can roll both dice. Okay, so that's uh, only 14 points. Okay. I guess not that only. That's about what's expected. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a good hit. Yeah. As soon as you hit him... He goes into a rage, yeah. and he is going to take two swings at you. Does his weapon look... I'll, I'll find out in a second. The first is a 10, so that's going to miss, and the next is a 17. Okay, so both clang off my armor. <laughs> Just bounce off. Gotta be attacking more recklessly than that. Get the sense he might in the future. Yeah. He gives out a big yell in your face. It's certainly intimidating. I yell right back. Yeah. If, if you were a smaller man, you might pee your pants, but you yell right back <laughs> in his face. <laughs> All right. You're up. Yeah, I'm going to go at him. Okay. Okay. So that's uh first one's uh 19. That'll hit. Then the second one I'm going to do uh, great weapon fighting. Okay. Whew. Okay. 22. That'll hit. Okay, so first hit is a 13 for damage. Wow. Uh, and the second hit is rolled a 7, so 22. 22 damage on the second one. Clearly, it seems like he is not taking as much damage yeah, as you are dealing, but it still hurts a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I'm uh, backhand him with the, uh, with the backside. All right. That's going to miss. That's going to be an 11. Yeah, that's going to miss. Is he wearing armor? No. Okay. All right. He is going to take two swings at you. Reckless. Yeah. Wow, double threes. First one. So that's gonna miss. Second. Oh yeah, that's gonna hit you. Twenty-one. Yeah, that's that's a hit. Okay. That's gonna be eleven damage. Okay. Is it magical? Uh, no, it is not. Uh, can I can I tell he was coming at me recklessly? Uh, it seems like there was more abandon. There was more like reckless abandon in his swings. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna come at him. Uh, great weapon fighting both times. Okay. Okay, so that's a tw- 21 and uh, 22. Uh, both will hit? Yeah. Okay, so that's a total of uh, 41 damage. How much? 41. 41 total? Yeah. I mean, because I get 20 damage just from the two great weapons. Yep, yep. No, that's it's good. <laughs> uh, you swing pretty much as hard as you possibly can twice. Uh, cut into both of his shoulders. He lets out a yell. Definitely looking pretty bloodied here. And then the backhand. But that's going to miss. That's a 12. Got it. He is going to swing two more times at you with his greatsword. Still reckless. First one was 21. Second is a net 20. Oh, fuck. So, 
first one ooh, does 14 damage. Second one does 20 damage. Whew. He's looking pretty beat up though. Yeah. Okay. So I'm uh I'm gonna finish this. Uh, go at him. Uh, all great weapon fighting. So 16. That will uh, hit. Okay. Then a miss. Then I'm gonna uh, action surge. Uh, 19. That'll hit. And 23. So that's three hits. Yep. We're all and all those were great weapon. Yes. Okay. Uh, so go ahead. <laughs> So this is going to be uh, 66 damage. All right. You swing once and you see him crumpled to the ground on the first hit. Oh, I pull the, I pull the rest. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> or rather, I, I drop like really precisely planted like stabs into the ground on like both sides of his neck. Sure, sure. Just to like make it clear to everyone that like this guy's dead because I didn't feel this guy's alive because I didn't feel like murdering him. Yeah. Everyone looks around shocked. They've been kind of surprised at all of your victories because they get used to seeing people win a lot. They, they get used to seeing Brick win. And yeah, they, they did not think you stood a chance. But then a loud applause comes out after it, impressed by you. I'm going to make my heal check. Okay. The DC's 10, right? Yeah. 21. Yeah, you're able to apply pressure uh, in the wounds you made as some people come over. Again, the like medics are like, get away, get away. But then they see you're actually doing a good job. And they're like, all right, I, I got this. Thank you. And uh, take over for you. All right. You are ushered back into the room where you see uh, Emil sleeping. He kind of wakes up as you come in and oh. Hey, did you win? Did you win? Yeah, I did. Nice. Now you got to go do is bow down to the masked maiden. Say, hey, you're the champion. You'll stay the champion and then you're good. Is that allowed? Yeah, I mean, you know, I got enough money from your wins. You don't want to fight her. She'll fucking kill you, man. Okay, I'm going to make like an insight check. Uh, 24, 25, 20, 22. Is that like one? Can I actually just back out? And two, what does he have some angle here that I'm missing? It doesn't seem like he has some sort of angle here. And yeah, it does just based on what he's. I mean, he's drunk and hard to read, but yeah, it seems like it seems like you could bow out if you wanted. Is there anyone like more reliable I can talk to around here? Yeah, there are. are there's like the dwarven attendant who's been coming in to let you in. I go and chat with him like, hey, what's the deal with the Masked Maiden? The attendant, uh, she says to you, well, the Masked Maiden's been the champion of the Thunder for a few years now. Gone undefeated. What'd she fight with? Axe. Sometimes a hammer, but usually an axe. She hasn't had a good opponent for a while now. Uh, she's kind of got a reputation. Nobody will fight her. <sighs> Most know they'll lose. Well, I'll tell you what. I think someday I might come back, give her a challenge. But today's not that day. I'm going to take my wins and head out. That fine with everyone? Yes, that's uh, that's fine. I'm sure the masked maiden, the masked madam, will be uh, disappointed, but yeah, it's in your right to do that. It ain't that you know I'm scared of dying, but I'm scared of dying when uh, that chuckle fuck in there is the only thing uh, I can depend on to get me back, right? Oh yeah, I would not trust him at all. He he's just been eating and drinking all the food. Did you get any? That was set out there for you. <laughs> you shitting me? I thought he had bought it. Oh no, no, no! That was provided by us. Uh, do you have any extra? No. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I go back. I'm like, okay, let's get out of here. Wait, do do I make any money? Uh, for fighting, yeah. you'll make money. The attendant says, you do have to go out and uh, forfeit. Okay. What are the odds that something stupid happens during that? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say 
There's a zero percent chance, but it should be fine. Yeah, okay. People have done it before. I'm gonna take my short rest first. Okay. <laughs> Can I roll the hit dice one at a time, or do I need to pick how many I'm gonna roll at the start? You can do one at a time. Okay, so that's at eight, so I'm at eleven back, so I'm at seventy-two. And then a nine, so that's uh ten back, so I'm back at full. So I'm like, okay, is there a, is there a protocol for forfeiting? You'll be asked if you'd like to forfeit or fight her or whatever. You just say yes, you uh Will not challenge her for her position. Yeah, okay. I head on out. You walk out. You see across from you, a dwarven woman walks out. She's wearing a mask with a little crescent moon at the top and blue swirling pattern on the side. She walks up and, and the announcer who's been coming out for each of these fights walks forward in between you. Ladies and gentlemen, we've reached that time of the night where our winner of the tournament will have the opportunity to face our reigning champion. He walks over to you. I want to make some uh, perception insight rolls. Okay. I don't know, maybe one of each, trying to get a read on her. On her? Yeah. All right, roll uh, perception. Okay, so perception was a, is a natural 20, so that's a 26. Okay. And then insight's a natural one, so that's a seven. Yeah, well, so if you're trying to insight her, she's just really standing there with the mask on, so okay. that's hard to do. You look her up and down and, and give her a good glance. You see that, like, she's kind of tapping her fingers nervously, kind of excitedly, like, definitely hoping to to get into a fight. Looking at looking at her fingers and her fingernails, though, they seem uh, surprisingly well-groomed for someone who is the champion of a fighting ring. Hmm. Like... Less callous than you might ex- expect. Like, because nobody ever actually fights her? You don't know. The announcer comes over to you. Ah, Felix, you have been an incredible fighter today do you wish to challenge our reigning champion i'd be honored to but uh i've got pressing business and i'm afraid i must decline someday i hope to return and give it another go but for now i uh i'm going to have to leave you all with uh, just this tournament the mass madam immediately like you can see like kind of puts her face towards the sky you know exposing a little bit of her neck like in like a, oh god damn it <laughs> like again there's an understanding silence in the audience, and then like one or two like, boo, you suck. But the announcer's like, that is fair. Here are your winnings. And he hands you a little bag of monies. How much is in there? Uh, do you ask him or? I, I look. It's hard to get a quick count, but it seems like hundreds of gold pieces. Yeah, okay. yeah Felix, Felix is torn here, but this is a bad time to get killed. Yeah, the mass madam walks out in clear frustration. Do you head out too? Yeah. You come back in. Amos like, did you win already? I took your advice. <sighs> smart, smart man. I'm not sure that's true. How long has the masked madam been here? Uh, in the city? Yeah. Uh, fighting for probably like 30 years or something. Wow. The attendant who's right behind is like, she, she's been here for three years. Okay. Yeah, that's what I said. Three years. Nobody knows who she is? No, no one knows who she is. <laughs> what do I know about like the ruling family here? Roll a history check. 23. I mean, you know it's run by uh, Lord Gorsag Storman. You have a daughter? He does have a daughter. Yeah. Well, Felix has got a theory, but doesn't really uh, signify a whole lot. Okay, I go up to the dwarf dude whose name keeps slipping out of my head. I think it's slipping out of Felix's head, too. Emil. Okay, I did my half of the deal. Let's have yours. Um. And I want it to be totally clear. You watched my fights? Yeah. I'm not a man to be trifled with. Let me just go collect my winnings and... I'm gonna go with him. You you follow him up. He goes back to the clerk that he had seen before. He hands a ticket back. The clerk looks at it. 
It's a good lead you had there. And just pushes a little chest that's opened uh, and just filled with gold. Emil takes it, puts it in his bag, turns to you and said, The odds on you, <laughs> fucking great in my favor. Yeah, if I had been a more clever man, I would have put some money down myself. Yeah, well, you gotta get clever like me. Clever like me. Uh, gods preserve me. I hope I never do. Well, anyway, it was nice to meet you. Have a good day. See ya on the flip side. And he starts walking away. I trip him with my polearm. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he? I don't even need to make a roll. He trips over it and falls on the ground. Scow! What the hell are you doing? What? Why? Ah. Uh... I lean over him with the blade on his neck and tell him, we had a deal. You're seeing this, right, everyone? This man's threatening me. People are just walking Does by. Does it look like anybody even begins to care? <laughs> they do not seem to care. You get a few looks, but most of the people have been here for, like, this little exchange. You, you know, like, they can tell he's been Yeah, I grab him with one hand and his chest with the other hand, and I take him to a secondary crime scene. Okay, okay, okay. Look, I may have exaggerated... I punch him in the face. Oh, no, no, please don't. Okay, I may have exaggerated on what I know, but I know people who know things. Okay, you're gonna take me to him right now. Well, it's good, because I have to pay a debt right now to those people. How much do you owe him? Uh, a thousand gold. We're making an insight check. Okay, that's a uh, 20, or a 17. Yeah, it seems like the truth. Okay, how much money is in the chest? Are you asking him this? Uh, I'm looking slash asking him. So you're like opening? Yeah. As you look over, it seems a decent bit over a thousand gold. Okay. The odds on you were <laughs> pretty favorable to this fucking drunk book. I'm going to siphon out everything but like 1100 gold from the box. So you're like counting? Yeah. Or I don't know. How, like, you know, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you take like 600 gold worth of coins. So I've made like 900 gold? Yeah. And I explained to him, you know, it's not that it's not that I need the money. It's that you need to not have it. No, that's fine. I earned that. I earned that. I earned it, though. How exactly do you earn it again? You know, I gambled on you to win. F oh, I see what you're getting at. <laughs> okay, this is probably fair. Then. Yeah. We'll go. You'll introduce me to the guys. If there's actually a lead, you'll get some of it back. Okay, okay, okay. Let's roll. We're going to have to head to a bad part of town. Is that, uh... Fine with you. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. He leads you down, uh, and you start leaving the Thunder area and get back into the main district, which is the rain. I'm like, hey, I, I forgot your name for like the 12th time today. Amiel, it's Amiel. Okay. You, just, I'll remember just it this time. Am, am, whatever. And yeah, y you guys walk to the east, and you see that the area in town is, is getting worse and worse. It's not the official title but you hear emil refer to this area as the gutter a few times how how big of a city is this it's big like more than a hundred thousand it's definitely around there okay and like also you get the sense that a lot of people kind of live in the mountain walls okay. uh is this like the second biggest city in Cortia, or probably like the third okay so it's Cortia then Cortia and edgewood okay. are bigger okay. i just assume Cortia is big because yeah it's the capital but he, he, he leads you along to the gutter. You see here, most of the houses are run down. There's a few inns that look like you would never want to go inside of them. But you certainly get the feeling you will have to. Like the, the rob you while you sleep motel. Yeah, yeah. Probably not a place to stay. Yeah. Uh, but certainly places that exist. Yeah, he, he leads you down. You see a giant fountain 
in the middle of town with just water pouring out. And, and you see this seems to be like a place where a lot of people congregate. Kids run around it, drink water from it. People just bring pails over and seem to fill their pails with water and take it back to their house. That's kind of at the center of the gutter. Maybe kind of like the one nice thing about the city you notice. One nice thing about the or city or the, just this, this part of the city. The rest of the city has been very nice, but this, this part of the city. You walk and you eventually see the sign to an inn that Emil starts moving in, inside uh, called the Cat and Fiddle. How shady does it look on a scale from you know, 1 to 10? On a scale of 1 to 10, it is the shadiest bar you've ever seen okay. in your life. Uh, very run down, and as you walk in, you see no one's actually working behind the bar. A bunch of figures, uh, shady looking figures, are sitting at tables drinking. It seems all the people here know each other, and the tavern might as well just be abandoned by owners in a place where criminals set up. You see, sitting at a table, is a gnome man with long black hair that he has tied into a tight ponytail. He has a little scar under his left eye that just goes straight down for maybe half an inch or so. And he looks up at Emil and you as you guys walk in. Emil, good to see you. Insight check, like a nine, but nobody nobody thinks it's good to see Emil. You know, it, you don't read that from yeah. this man. Okay. So if you are here, I imagine that means you have my money. Emil's like, yep, yeah, I have all 700 of it. Emil, what did we say about trying to fuck me over? Yeah, I have it all, okay? And he sets uh, the chest of gold in front of the man, uh, in front of the gnome. Gnome opens it, looks through. All right, Emil. Now, thank you for paying your debt. If I ever see you in my city again, I will slit your throat. So, fuck off now. Emil just sprints out the bar. I uh, lean over to the guy. I'm Felix Lois, retired sergeant of the Black Company. I was uh, in this town looking for some information, and uh, that Emil Chucklefuck uh, sold me a bill of goods, said he uh, had what I was looking for. After I helped him out, he said he uh, knew people. I'm assuming you were the people. I uh, apologize that I'm coming to you with uh, such a bad recommendation as to have been working with him, but here I am. Roll a persuasion check. Yeah. I'll give you advantage also. Oh, that's very good. You had a good little speech there. Okay, 14. He looks up and down and nods. My name is Veros. It was a bad move trusting Emil. One of my associates trusted him once and uh, didn't work out well. So I guess I can't hold it against you too much. Well, I had, I had made a bad call a couple minutes before and uh, thought that a, a show of strength would impress a newly met acquaintance in a bar and uh, I had misjudged, so. So the Black Company. Yeah. How long do you say you served? 30 years. That's not bad. I'm surprised I haven't heard of you. You might have. I did some uh, work up in the Meadowlands until... Uh, what kind of work? Counterinsurgency work. Put down a rebellion there. Got a nickname I'm not too fond of. And what's that? Butcher of the Meadowlands. <laughs> he turns to some other people around him. The Butcher in my own tavern. I have heard of you then. Pretty uh, gruesome. Rough stuff. Wasn't great. Wasn't on me that they didn't surrender after the granaries were burnt, though. Well, the butcher deserves at least one drink. Is that right? And ale is brought over to you. I lean over and I say, I uh, was looking to do some bounty hunting work. Heard the uh, princess got kidnapped by uh, kidnapped by bandits and figured uh, 
to do some good old uh, princess saving in my retirement. You hear anything about that? Amiel guy uh, thought you might, but been learning every minute that what Amiel uh, says he thinks, you know. No, I have not heard a thing about it. Okay, I'm going to make the insight roll, but I don't know if I have a follow-up. Is, uh... Yeah, okay, so that's uh, 23. He's lying. Yeah. And you can tell he's a very accomplished liar. Yeah, I, I lean in and I say, look, I get that. But as one professional to another, what do I need to do to get this information out of you? Well, first, you want to rescue the princess and uh, do what with her? I don't know. There's a bounty up, right? Bring her back after. I guess she's queen then, right? There's a regency because there's uh, everybody's missing. I know. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a politician. I just heard missing princess. And... So your goal is to help the princess for what reason? Just out of the goodness of your heart? Has the butcher gone soft in his old year years? <laughs> Look, I spent thirty years fighting for money. I was damn good at it. I uh, helped my family, set them up nice. Thirty years is long enough. Decided to retire done a lot of things in my life a lot of them bad i haven't lost any sleep over it but i'm old and i'm retired and i'm uh ready to do some things because uh they seem like the right things roll a persuasion check at advantage okay that's uh 18 well i'll tell you now things with that situation certainly aren't exactly what they seem that's not really your business or your need to know about that sort of thing but i do know the princess needs help so i can tell you where you can go to help her valia Go to Valia, and in a few weeks' time, you'll know how you can help. Yeah, okay, now I'm going to make an inside check. Ah, it was it was sitting on the 19, and then it rolled over. Okay, so that's a 15. Hard to read. It, you don't sense any deception in it. But, like, if this guy was deceiving me, I probably wouldn't. Probably. What's in Valia? And, out of character, what's in Valia? So, what he will say to you... What's in Valia is the service you seem to be looking for. Uh, and, and as a player, why don't you roll a history check? Okay, so that's a 21. Yeah, what you know, Valia is an oasis city. Notably, what would come to mind is the lordship there. Uh, the lord of Valia is the brother-in-law to the former king. So the, the queen's brother or? The queen's brother. Okay. Is the queen dead? Uh, the queen is dead, yeah. Okay. Just, like, died of being dead? Yeah. I mean, you don't know why she died. <laughs> I mean, there were, like, memorials or whatever, right? but I was in Brana anyways. Yeah. Um, and it it's, like, on the border with Tilb, or...? Uh, the city itself is a ways away from Tilb. Okay. But, like, the area that's within its city-state definitely borders Tilb. Okay. Uh, so how do I get to Valia? Uh, I assume travel across the mountain. Is there like a mountain pass across the belt? Are you asking? Uh, I'm. I, I think I would just like know. Uh, you know, there's a mountain pass yeah. over it. It's certainly dangerous, but yeah. but like there's no safe. Well, I guess the safe route would be going around. Around that take longer. You probably heard rumors through. You did see airships as well oh. above. Yeah. But you imagine that costs money. And I'm actually pretty fucking flush right now. Um, okay, but so I ask him, okay, is there someone I should be talking to up in Valia? Listen, I'm... I can't say too much for various reasons, but trust me, when the time comes, it'll be obvious who to talk to. All right, and look, just want to let you know, if you're sending me off on a snipe hunt, I'm pretty unhappy. But thanks for your help. Of course. Those folk, they could uh, 
use the help of someone like the Butcher. I think they're a little too squeamish. You know, I was hoping that that wouldn't be the work I've got to do, but, you know, I'd rather do bad things for a bad cause, for a good cause, than bad things for a bad one, right? He gives you a wink. Whatever you tell yourself. I mean, as if this fucker's any better. <laughs> yeah, you know he's certainly not. <laughs> Though, I don't know, maybe he doesn't lie to himself about anything. <laughs> this is probably also true. Yeah, okay. I'm at up. Okay. Uh, is Emil waiting around? He, he, he seems gone. You you do not see him around anywhere. Great, then I don't need to give him any of his money back. Are you planning to take a airship? Yeah, I'm gonna out? go see if I can book airship travel. Yeah, uh, it, it's late at this point, so my guess is you probably want to grab a tavern. Yeah, that's fine. Spend the night. I'm gonna stay at a tavern, kind of uh, as far away from the taverns I've been at. Sure, 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 sure. You 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 head uh, closer to the northern part of the city which is called the Bloom, which you know is the noble district. You don't quite get in there, but there's a bunch of taverns just outside of it, which are a lot nicer, nicer rooms. Uh, people that don't seem like they want to kill yeah. you. Well, they just haven't gotten to know me yet. That's true. You'll uh, spend the night there, and then in the morning, head up to an airship yeah, dock. Okay. How uh, much am I out? Uh, for, for the yeah. inn? Ten gold. I tip real well, so I drop like five gold or so. Okay. For getting to the airship dock, there are a few different ways. There's like a mountain path that kind of spirals up, like with a bunch of switchbacks. Yeah. Um, there is also a lift that you could take, too. I spent 30 years in the infantry. I walk up. Okay. Uh, roll an athletics check. Really? Yeah, book it. Not to see if you can do it or not, more to okay. see how well you but, do But uh, also note that if it's difficult terrain, I'm ignoring that. Yep. <laughs> it's switchbacks, though, so it's not really difficult. Yeah. Okay, so 13. Oh, wait. No, more than that. 17. 17. Okay, yeah. You walk up just fine. <laughs> uh, you don't... There's a moment or two where you're like, hmm, maybe I should do a light jog. But then you're like, I have nothing, I have nothing to prove. Uh, and, and you continue to walk. And eventually you get to the top. You see up here are three different docks for airships. How how high is that? Like how... From the city? Yeah. Uh, a few hundred feet. Probably okay. like 400 feet, 500 okay. feet. Anyway, you, you approach one of the docks. Uh, none of them really seem like commercial, you know, air okay. travel. But as you go up, a few people seem to be taken on passengers. Yeah, I go up to... I, do, do things have, like, destinations posted or...? Yeah, yeah. You would see one that says it's going to stop in Lens, Teltwith, and then Balia. Okay. None that are taking a more direct route? That's... Yeah, none are taken. The rest are kind of going south. Okay, none that are going to North Fariff? There is one that just goes to North Fariff. Okay. So my sort of wonder is, would I be better off going to North Fariff and then maybe catching a boat or something? Time-wise, it'd probably end up being around the same amount. I mean, it would be quicker because there would probably be layovers in Lens and Teldwith. You know, probably them staying at least a day to unload supplies. Okay, well, I'm going to try to get uh, airship to North Fariff and then make my way from there. Yeah, you go up, Dwarven Man. You looking for passage? Yep. All right, well, take you directly to North Fariff. Just 50 gold. I whistle, but I had them the gold. I'm like, wait, can I get a discount if I, uh, if I do work? Roll Persuasion. Mm, seven. I give him the 50 gold. <laughs> 
Yeah. And you uh, board the ship, and it's not long until it takes off and starts off flying over the mountainous region of the belt. And with a new lead, you think about how you might be able to help this time. And that is where we will end this session. All right. All right. Interesting shit. I can't believe you fucking headbutted someone <laughs> to start it off. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if that was uh, smart. It obviously wasn't. I sort of figured, you know, the obvious move is the right one. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I just, were those guys supposed to be my leads? There was a potential for it, yeah. certainly. Well, anyway, to anyone who has listened through to the end here, uh, thank you for sticking around. I'll be back with another episode. Have a great one. Uh, thanks for thanks for playing with me, Mike. Yep. Uh, bye. Later. <laughs>